Welcome to the Small Towns Big God Podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do it anyway. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Small Towns Big God Podcast. It's our Bible study podcast where we will dig into verse-by-verse discussion while speaking to how the Word comes to life in our personal lives. My name is Dax Bruner, and... I still live in Gober, Texas. Still small. Uh, wheels on the post office. Mm-hmm. Yep. And across from me is Josh Lott. He is the pastor here at Ivanhoe Baptist Church in huge Ivanhoe, Texas. It's big. Saw a lot of activity up the road today. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, it sounds small, but it's not. Uh, we're just two guys. Been led to ministry, doing what we are commanded to do and evangelize through all means available. So, internet. Here we are. Here we are, man. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. But we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ready, fire, aim. That's what I do. Just ask anybody. All right. So what's been happening? Man, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, normal stuff. We had C at the pole last week. See we you at the pole. That. Yeah. You, you were, were at Savoy. I was at Savoy. Yep. Was, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you were we at had, Sam Rayburn. We were at Sam Rayburn. We had, uh, um, we had a Baptist minister count. So he said there was 91 there. So I don't know <laughs> if that's to do with inflation. Wow. You know, those Baptist, we kind of inflate Baptist numbers, you know. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. So, I, it, it 91. Really, not, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I couldn't tell you how many were at Savoy. Well, we brought 216 donuts, uh-huh. and we didn't leave with any. So well, pff, it's like a regular Tuesday for me. What are you talking <laughs> about? 216 donuts. That sounds like diabetes. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness! It was a good time. Prayer. We had some worship out there. Awesome, awesome. And you guys had saw you at the pole. Yeah, yes. That uh, evening. W- what we do is is we try to focus on prayer. Obviously, mm-hmm. see at the polls when you pray, but we take that even to our smaller church groups that night, and we focus on different aspects of prayer. We we gather around the pole that evening. Also, we pray for our nation, our mm-hmm. government. Uh, we we talked about praying for ourselves. We reflected on our own self, praying for those. We had an area where we pray for our community, mm-hmm. and then we had an area where we pray for our school. Awesome. And so we focused on different aspects of prayer. We had different group leaders, and we we discussed things to pray for before we actually got into prayer. And um, Awesome. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. And then that same night, I preached out at Savoy uh, for the youth out there. That was a good time. Um, preached about the Holy Spirit, which is something they need to know. And yeah. went really good. I was happy with it. And uh I think Chris Merritt was happy with it, so everybody was happy. Did he watch you? No, uh, but he got feedback from Jay and all that. Okay, so, yeah, 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 it was he didn't good. Have cameras in there? Not that well. <laughs> I used to be good at looking for that kind of thing. Uh, not, no, so not so much so anymore. Much anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. So where are we at? We're at. Uh, oh, one more thing I yeah. want to mention uh, is that Alex got up and sang on she Sunday. Did. My daughter. Yeah, your nine-year-old daughter. Yes, nine-year-old. Nine. Listen. Uh-huh. Listen, if you want to book her, it would be <laughs> worth it. Just send me a message, and you can go through her manager, Yeah, and uh, we'll set that up. Uh-huh. I had to I had to tell it, because I was bragging on her all week. I was yeah. like, man. She did good. She nailed it. She did. It was amazing. Like, she that did. is a gift that I don't have, is singing, uh-huh. and she definitely does. So, And the whole point of the song was to end with how she accepted Christ. Yes. And it, again. Again, you know. Awesome. Close it out yep. with that. So we're going to do a baptism. I was going to say, Daddy Daughter Duncan Day. Is yeah, that we, what yeah. I heard? Part two. Yeah, you did Part Avery, two. right? We did Avery, 7th and Main. I baptized her there when I was at 7th and Main. Right. So 
Yes. So do we know when that's coming? Uh, up? no, but probably into this month. End this probably month? not Halloween. Maybe Halloween. We raised from the dead. That'd be fun. Yeah. We c- yeah we could do that. That would be yeah. awesome. Uh, All right. Well, we'll get back to that. We'll get back yeah. to that. But I definitely feel like we would play like a Michael Jackson song during that. You know what is that? Thriller. Thriller. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. I'll do it, boy. Yeah. I'll get back. I'll be like, move, Austin. I'm running the sound today. All right, so we are starting 1 John chapter 5 uh, today, and then we're going to finish 1 John chapter 5 next time. There's a good chance. Uh, Yep. Fingers crossed we can knock it out. Uh, We're going to, today, I've got a smart down for verses 1 through 12. Uh, Again, covering a lot of ground, but uh, we'll get through it, no doubt. More on love. More on love. Go figure. Go figure. Since that's the entire message of this huge book I'm holding right now. All right. So I'm going to read it as usual, and then we'll come back and we'll break it down. So First uh, John chapter 5, verse 1 starts like this. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, that is the love for God to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his, uh, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Woo! <sighs> there Salvation we go. assurance. That's it. You know, faith, we use it a lot, and, mm-hmm. and you could you could mean several different things really. Sure. We could be talking about a whole religion. What's your faith? Yeah. You know, Christianity, right. Islam, Judaism, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, sometimes you say, well, you got to have faith means keeping the faith. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times, I think we think of it in a context of it, it, it is refers to our personal response to, to God, mm-hmm. faith in our daily moment by moment, trusting in God each day of our lives. And we put our faith to work is when the spirit is active in, in our life and releases God's power in us and through us. Sure. Yeah. And and to that point, you know, like like tonight I'll be preaching at Seventh and Main tonight. And I never thought in a million years that I would do that ever, right? That's the spirit right. of God at work. Trust me when I tell you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have the same thought when I think about preaching at Seventh and Main. I think <laughs> and I've never been in there, so this ought to be a good time. Yeah. Right. John, he he kind of he's he ends this letter. It's the last chapter, so he's stressing to the readers that living in faith that Jesus that, that Jesus overcame the world. Correct, and and it gives us assurance of eternal life having that faith in Christ. And mm-hmm. it, it enables us to pray according to God's will. And 
uh, what he wants us to do. It allows us to have confidence each and every day of our lives. Right. It's that that's, assurance of a spiritual victory of, of our salvation. That's where our hope comes from. Absolutely. That's where our hope comes from. Because people look at, uh, at, you know, at us as Christians and say, man, why, why are you so hopeful when there's so much despair around? Well, I have hope in eternal life. Well, yeah, and, and people say, well, how, you know, how many, so many people ask, well, how can I be sure of my salvation? Mm-hmm. Well, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Messiah has been born of God, but everyone who loves the Father also loves the one who's born of him. That's it. There it is. There's your assurance. Um, loving God always involves loving his children. Mm-hmm. Right? Wait, are we, are we back to the we're two back greatest to commandments? Yes, we are. Well, I'll be dang. <laughs> I mean, we're family now, right? Yeah, that's it. Spiritual yeah. birth means we have a spiritual heritage. Yep, we're now family. We're not just some. We're we're not just uh, common interests, but we have we have right we're, family. We're a family. Yeah, you yeah. have friends because you're like mindedness. Yes, right. Yeah, like we are friends mm-hmm. because we are like minded, but mm-hmm. we're also brothers mm-hmm. because we serve the same God. We that's are right. we are we are we are believers that's in right. Christ. Our purpose is the same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well this is not just a sport like we we're in a locker room on Sundays and we're all like, oh yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to go. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah nothing like that. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> one who belongs to Jesus belongs to me, he says. That's right. That's right. Let's see. And, and I like this too. And his commands are not burdensome down here in verse what is that verse 3? Mm-hmm. His commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. That's what you just said. Right? And when I th- when I think of overcoming a lot at least in my case was was that addiction because I had to admit that something was bigger than myself. Right. And I had to admit that I could not overcome it by right. myself. Right? So I said, "Okay, this is where I surrender." Okay? And as soon as I did that, now my my story's weird mm-hmm. in a sense that I I never did that again ever never even wanted it again. Well, and and we have different stories but a lot the same. The, yeah. Too because my struggle was alcohol. Mm-hmm. And and God said you're don't need to drink anymore. Yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah. I didn't drink didn't. anymore. Yeah. And it was something else too because like your speech, mm-hmm. he like he cleansed my mouth. <laughs> I didn't talk the same anymore. Yeah, you know it yeah. wasn't. Now there's definitely areas of my life that are progression. Same with you. Same. We we were being sanctified in the Lord, but there's also areas that He changed immediate immediately. Yeah, yep. Same here. Same here. So you never, you never, you didn't get, you didn't wean off of it. No, you're done. You was, didn't go that through was rehab. It. You didn't go through detox. No. I didn't either. God and white knuckles. Yeah. I went. I went yeah. to a celebrate recovery meeting last week because I'm oh, going yeah, 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 yeah. to be helping with yeah, the yeah. landing coming up. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, I need to have some insight because I didn't do any of that no. when I got off mine. Mm-hmm. So I went in there, and and this nice lady was there, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, how long have you been sober?" And I was like, "Coming up on 15 years." She's like, "Oh my gosh, how did you do it?" And I said, "God and white knuckles." I said I didn't. I didn't do this. In right. fact, this wasn't around when I was going right. through that. You it was know? some secular twelve-step program. Yeah, you know that. No. I don't recommend that. Uh. Uh-uh. By the way, but anyway, that's another day. But yeah, it's the same with me. I mean, I avoided places that reminded me of alcohol. Right. You, you know, there's you, places I couldn't go because I didn't want the temptation to be there. Yeah. If you want, if you want to overcome that, you have to cut that out. You can't. You can't keep your big toe in that world. No. At all. Hmm. At all. And. So anyway, yeah, but, and we have that. to understand, and I love what we just talked about with the burdens. His his commands are not burdens because I think a lot of times as new converts, mm-hmm. we feel that way. 
Well, yeah. Man, how can we live I, up to these? How can I live up to this? How can I live up to that? Or, yeah. man, I can't. Look at all these rules I got to follow. Yeah, I look at how much fun I don't I get to have. I can't do this. I can't yeah. do this. I can't. And I felt like, I felt that way because yeah. it kind of like took away everything that I ever did as right. as a hobby. As you know, right. it just kind of took it away. It's funny when when I I hear that a lot, uh-huh. and when I do hear that, I say, "Do I look like someone that does not like to have a good time?" <laughs> That's true. I have a great time. That's true. Hey, remind me. When we get done with this, I got to show you a video. Okay. Of of uh, it's and it's entitled um, "When Your Friends a Morning Person and You're Not." <laughs> kind of reminded me of like me and you sitting <laughs> together. It's <laughs> <laughs> me and Linda too. Uh-huh. <laughs> but people do think that that God's commands are burden. They don't they understand do. the love of God at that point in time. When they yeah. do, but they don't completely grasp it. And I think that we don't completely grasp it. Yes, we will I, never will. But I would agree. Try to get closer. Uh, we should want to obey. Yeah. We should want to follow the, the, the guidelines that God has set down for us. Not guidelines, commands. Yeah. I don't like to say guidelines. It's kind of like it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. But what do we always, what I, you know, you always say that I say, and it comes from Romans 12, 1, where he says, um, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies a living sacrifice, right. holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the version I read, the Christian Standard Version, that's what it says, but I, I don't know what version this comes from, but the one I like the best where it says, this is your reasonable yeah, service. your reasonable service. It's yeah. the least you can do. Yeah. You know, so if I died for you, at least live for me. Yes, that's it. That's that's what he says all the time, and I agree totally. I mean, why? Not not that everybody does this, but like I said, God gives us uh, worldly, um, secular relationships. That way we can understand on a small, small level what kind of love he has for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I say the parent-children relationship, right? Yeah, sure. Look what your parents do for you in in, in a perfect way. I know there's messed up families. And I know sure. the kids just don't automatically obey. Right. I get all that. But in a sense, if your parents provide your home, they mm-hmm. provide your food, they provide everything that you need to survive, like God does for us sure. in a spiritual, in a in a world that's crazy. Spirit, everything spiritually we need, he gives us. Correct. So we might, we need to live for him. Sure. Our children need to obey us because of what all we do. Mm-hmm. To show love to them. Yep. You know. Yeah. And and it's a shame that we don't see more of that now. You know what I mean? We've gotten so far away from that teaching, I think. Uh, and, and I deal with a lot of youth, too. And you just don't see that involvement much anymore uh, no, with, with the parent. It's the home. Yeah. Um, and I, there's good parents out there. There's great parents out there. Absolutely. There's, there's parents that are, are trying but struggling because struggling. Mm-hmm. of time or finances or whatever. But right. We know we can all agree as a whole, our yes. world, the homes are messed up. Yep, they yeah. went that way, and, and we can see that. I can see that now. That especially since um, uh, I know people that work in school districts. My wife now works in a school district. Yeah. I've worked with schools, and we can't. It's the same stuff over and over again. And, and if the school doesn't expect the parents. Right. To discipline the child right. or holding the child responsible for the things they do in school to get them to do better right. for whatever reasons, grades or, or behavior. behavior. Mm-hmm. How can us as believers, as as ministers of the gospel, expect parents to disciple their kids while they're at home? You can't. Yeah. It all comes back to accountability, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of got off a little bit. <laughs> That's all right. This is why this podcast works, right? But... God's commands are not a burden. No, they are not. Obey them. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, that's really all he's asking of us is be obedient. If you love me, 
Mm-hmm. You obey me. You obey me. Exactly. That's it. All right, so let's move down to verse 6. It says, This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Water and blood. So I automatically think of baptism and the cross. Am I off on that, or what do you think? And who is the one conquers the... Where are we at? Verse 6. Verse 6. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, he's the only one who came by water and blood, not by water only, but by water and by blood. Um, so as we see, seen in John really emphasizes love and obedience. This is what we've been talking about. Correct. We may wonder if we can have true assurance of our salvation. I mean, these things that John says is pretty high standard. I mean, oh, yeah. what, I mean it's not like just kind of follow it halfway to it. It's, right. You know. It, uh, it has to be a high standard. Uh, yeah, and it's saying that our insurance is not found in us or anything, but what Jesus Christ did. Correct. Through Christ. So Correct. what you said there, that he is the one who came by water and by blood, not by water only, but by, by, by water, but by blood. Right. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. If we are tempted to doubt our salvation experience, we should review the promise that God has given us through his word. Right. Um, after water, after baptizing Jesus, John the Baptist proclaimed in John one i I've seen and testified that he is the Son of God. My man. Okay, blood. Mm-hmm. Right, John recorded in his gospel, not John nineteen thirty four, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. Ah, there right? we go. So the apostle John, who witnessed this event that we were just talking about, yeah. said this in in nineteen thirty five. He said, "He who saw this has testified, so that you also may believe his testimony is true, and he knows he is telling the truth." There you go. So we see that this water and the blood, now the Spirit, John 15, 26 and 27. When the, when the counselor comes, the one I'm sending to you from the Father, mm-hmm. the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. You also will testify because you have seen me with him, been with me from the beginning. Yep. So Jesus promised the Spirit mm-hmm. of the truth and then said, being guided by the Spirit, the apostles would testify about this ministry also. There you go. So our greatest source of faith today is the Word of God. Correct. He's the one that came by water, by blood, by wa- not by water only, but by water and by blood. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, talking about that, yep. because the Spirit is truth. For, and then verse 7, it says, For these are three that testify, the Spirit, Spirit the water, and, the, and blood. the blood, and these things are in agreement. There you go. And John witnessed all these things take place. Remember, mm-hmm. John was sitting there with the mother of Jesus, Mary, right? At why he was hanging on the cross, right? Yeah, you know, so yep. he's seen so all he was this, present. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. eyewitness testimony, right? Exactly. That's what we're that's what we're reading. It's admissible in court, folks. So <laughs> why would it not be <laughs> exactly. admissible here? Exactly. I hope that makes sense. It does. You know, it does pulling. make sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially with your reference back to the Book of John, because right. I didn't. I did not have that down. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent for me. <laughs> I'll be stealing that. There later. you go. <laughs> Take it. Yes, sir. All right. And then where we at? Order and blood. Verse nine. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which He has given about His Son. Now, when I hear that, I hear I I automatically go back to His baptism. When God, when this is God, my Son, with whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I say if we accept the testimony of God. Yes. Well, I mean, it talks about the testimony of men. Um, we fail. Sure. Oh, yeah. We come up short. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, we're hypocrites at times. And unfortunately, I mean, man's testimonies are false at times. At times, yeah. But they're they're good. So mm-hmm. we need to continue to share ours. Sure. It's not like nobody needs to listen to it, but we need to test them. The testimony of God are better because it's certain and unchanging. Yeah. That's because God said it. That's why it's so important to be in Scripture and not just listen to Scripture. Yes. Back to James one twenty two. Mm-hmm. Don't simply listen to the word right. and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Yeah, God, God testifies for us in in his word that it's Jesus Christ. You say, well, this the Bible is written by men. It is it by is. the revelation of God, though. Right. This is all God's word. Yeah, every every word is God breathed. Absolutely. That's it. Yep. Which is why we use it. All right. God's testimony. We're down to verse 10. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony, which we just talked about. Because we believe in Christ, we accept the testimony of God, obviously. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar. God can't lie. So uh, that's wrong. Yep. And because they have not believed the testimony of God, oh, I'm sorry, because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son, and this is the testimony. Finish it up. God has given us eternal life, and this life is is in his son. So our life in Christ, we're promised eternal life, which, like I said earlier, is where, as Christians, our hope comes from, right? Because a lot of people, at least in my experience, when I talk, teach, preach, and counsel, or whatever I'm doing with people, if they're running from God, they're without hope usually. Like, they, their life has gotten so out of control that they feel like there is nothing more that can happen to pull yeah, them out. I, I, I believe that um, we have to we have to hit rock bottom to turn to God. I now, understanding that everybody has their own rock bottom. It's all different. Like you would say, well, your daughter's nine. How does she hit rock bottom? Well, at, at nine, you know, she realized that, you know, she's dead in sin mm-hmm. and understands what sin is and, and how she's enslaved to it and and the sin that she struggles with Mm -hmm. you know yours was mine was facing a lot of time in prison a little bit more dramatic mine was yeah but we all got to hit that yeah and we we, we're not going to turn back turn to god until we hit that right so it's like we're we're talking about testimonies right so like we talk about all the time you're if you're proclaiming to be a Christian, you have a testimony, yes. right? So you have a story of before you came to Christ, you have a story of when you came to Christ, and you have a story of after you came to Christ. And if you are proclaiming to be a Christian, you have that. There was a point of conversion in you. There was a point where you said, okay, I accept Jesus as my personal Savior, right? right. You have Commitment you, moment. Correct. You had a before, during, and after. Right. That's your it's testimony. Not, it's not, well, I've always went to church. No. No. No, then, it's a commitment to God moment. Yeah. If, if if what you just said is what you're thinking, that's not it. That's no. not it. You have to have that personal relationship with Christ. You can't piggyback salvation. You can't. Mm-hmm. You have to own your own faith, you know. And I, I get so fired up about that. Well, it's just, I don't we'll know we've been talking why, about in Ephesians on Sunday morning. Yeah. You can't just say, you got to point to a former way of life. No matter what that is, again, at nine years old. You can point back, well, okay, I'm I'm 11 now, and I'm doing better at the things I struggled with at 9. You know, you think, well, what can that be? I mean, they're there. Yeah. I mean, she has siblings, okay? She struggles with uh, anger and frustration and, mm-hmm. and, and lying. and mm-hmm. I mean, they struggle with those things. Yep. So 
we got to see our old self. We got to mm-hmm. take that off. We got to be renewed by our mind. We got to. There's a sanctification process. Right. We putting on our new self. Right. We got to be able to point back and go. That was the way I used to be. Yep. And I've seen God's growth in me over the many years. Got to be that's there. That's it. That's it. You know, if I'm a Christian and I'm no different than I was ten years ago, something is you wrong. Got a terribly wrong somewhere. You got a problem. Yep. You know, that's there's setbacks, there's struggles. Yeah. Yes, but there should be yeah. some kind of continuous growth, no matter if it's slow or not. Yeah, that's how you learn perseverance, and that's how you learn the lessons and God puts in front of you. And that's how we give assurance of that we know Christ. That you know Christ. That's it. Yeah. He, God intends us to have assurance of our faith. He doesn't want us walking around each day going, well, "Am I saved? Am I not saved? Is today a Am good I one sure? or a bad?" One? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, our assurance ultimately rests in the promise God has made to us. Correct. What we just read. Yeah. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. son. That's it. And then whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't I don't want that. I, no. I don't know why anybody would, but does not have life. Yeah. That's yep. pretty it's pretty serious talk right there. I enjoy living. Absolutely. I'm having a great time. <laughs> Man. But Ooh. no, we we said a second ago, and I, I referenced a co- I was on reference a couple of scriptures. Yeah, uh, he's talking about God can't lie. Yeah, and it's funny because God's word He says I can't lie. Yeah, you know, so you know, like in Titus one two, He says in in hope That's of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Yep. You know, even go back to Old Testament. It says God is not a man that He should lie because men lie. Yep. Neither the Son of Man that He should repent. Hath He said, and shall He not? do it and hath he spoken and shall he made it good he, he's going to do what he says yep his promises are going to come to fruition he's going to fulfill it yep it was that titus verse and i couldn't remember and in the book there's another one in hebrews that by two things in which it was impossible for god to lie we might have a strong uh feeling this so god can't lie nope nope he can't lie yeah Word well, is true. That, that that stands to reason. If we're going to worship him, then well, and, and can't that, do that. that goes to the like. Well, I I get the whole New Testament stuff, but I'm not really sure about this Genesis. I, I'm not sure that's how. Well, God can't lie. So <laughs> yeah. it's it, you know which right. one is it? It's right. either all or nothing. That's it. Yeah, but that's, guys, that's it. I, I think the message today is test your faith. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make sure that it's real. Make sure there's an assurance there each and every day. Uh, we keep in, in relation, we keep in conversation with God and in his word and in prayer and in fellowship with other believers. Um, he's going to let us know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that assurance is going to be there. Absolutely. Yep. Man, that was a good talk today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we do on time? Uh, We're about 25, 26 minutes. That's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. You ready to close it out? Let's do it. All right. Bow your head and let's pray it out of here. Father, as usual, we're so thankful uh, for your word. We're thankful for the opportunity to share it. We're thankful for everyone that receives this message as it's intended, as an encouragement uh, uh, learning process for not only us, but those who who hear it. Uh, Father, we ask you to continue to put your healing hands on anybody that needs it and continue to to guide us to do your will uh, in everything that we do. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.